Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andy. Wow, coming in hot. Monday night, holiday Monday night. I've had some Miller Lights today, Andy. I've tell. had some Miller Lights this weekend. Honestly, I can't think of a content weekend in terms of sports, things that have dropped in entertainment, the holiday, the Miller lights. I can't think of this is the best weekend in a long time. Honestly, Miller lights, three day weekend, four day weekend, five day weekend, depending on, you know, I haven't done anything since dirty sports on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, basically all name Monday. We did dirty sports pretty early. A better part of a five-day weekend. Top Gun. I'm still calling it Top Gun 2. I have this weekend started to break and be like Top Gun Maverick. Still, I'm still going to call it Top Gun 2. Comes out. The Norm special is out. I have not watched it yet. That is what I'm going to do tonight immediately after this podcast ends. Game 7, Eastern Conference Finals. Game 7, Rangers Hurricanes on right now. Mets sweep the Phillies. Mets butt fucking the Nationals right now. Pool party this today, like surfing this morning. Life is life is good. You know, man, life is is bueno good. I cut the grass and trimmed the hedges today. So, yeah, uh, that's good. So your lady's all cleaned up down there. Yeah. <laughs> I went in with the weed whacker. I went handled, in there with the manscaped. Handled my business. But you were out of town for the weekend. I was. I was in. Came St- back immediately, tended to your lawn. I did. I was in St. Louis this weekend. Get a little. How was that? It's good. Get a little, little getaway, Midwest. You know, my roots, my college roots. It's always a nostalgic drive and. I love seeing all the spots I used to just be an idiot at and, uh, you know, rehash some stories because that never gets old. Like when you go, when you, when you meet your college buddies or I was with one buddy in particular, staying with him, like it is wild. I know I say this all the time. It is absolutely wild. The stuff we did, or at least that I did that you can never just never do it now. Oh yeah. Close. Yeah. Canceled, canceled, canceled. Not just canceled. Like I'd be arrested. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's like when you watch movies from like the, you know, the old school, those old school movies, they, they, they give you situations that are just like totally reasonable. And like, you can't just have a knife fight in the streets. What are you guys talking about? This is unreasonable. And like, I forget stuff like, you know, you forget like basically you remember you're Andy Ruther remembers his greatest hits. No, I do. But, but, but we came to the conclusion. I forgot where we lived our first two years of college. We basically ran the floor like a, like a, like the mob. We straight up did. We were 
a mob that then went back to the same floor. We had it all set up. Our RA was in our fraternity. It was all set up like the mob. And I have forgotten my sophomore year roommate. Shout out to my, my buddy Jaime from Ecuador. Jaime. My buddies, he got a new couch. My buddies decided, or he got a couch from like Goodwill. That's what I mean by new couch. Yeah. My buddies decided, hey, that couch is going to fit perfectly in our room, which is the communal room of the floor. We're taking that couch. They went in straight up. Fucking stop us. Yeah. Mob stop. Took the couch. He then came to me like, those are your buddies. Those guys are in your fraternity. What are you going to do about it? So I had to mediate and be like, just throw him some money. And he took it. Like they just straight up stole the couch and put it in their room. You should have just been like, mob style would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. What fucking couch? Did you have a couch? I didn't know you had a fucking couch. And Did your best- couch disappear? Have you thought about going to the police, putting a police report for your couch? You know what? Let me give you a ride down to the police station. We'll get you a missing couch report filed right now. I mean, that's basically what happened because the yeah. RA was in my pledge class of my fraternity. So like another example, I had forgotten when I just ripped down the exit sign one night drunk, just jumped up, tore it down. He comes to me the next day. He's like, dude, I saw you do that. You didn't think anybody was watching. I saw you do that. You got to just put it in the hallway like it fell. And I was like, well, what if I don't? And he just hands me a piece of paper and he goes, you're going to owe like 250 or 300 bucks if you don't. Also, what were you going to do with it? I, you know, I did dumb things when well, I was drunk. I love, I love Andy. I love a, a, a next day sober Andy Ruther. What if I don't? Well, I guess you could keep a non-working uh, exit sign in your room and Pay $300. Yeah. You know what? I'll put it in the hall. That's a good call. I'll put it in the hall. Yeah. So, you know, always good to go back again down memory lane, but good to be back here. I did get to catch that insane game last night. But before we do that, you alluded to Top Gun. You've seen it, correct? Yeah, I saw it. Scale, and of, one Andy, to, scale of one to 10. 14. Ooh. 14 out of 10. I've been saying 14 out of 10 all weekend. It was incredible. And I went in with very, I I don't even want to say high expectations. I just like, listen, Top Gun is arguably my favorite movie of all time. Like, is it the best movie of all time? No, of course, it's not the best movie of all time, but arguably my favorite. It's easily my most watched by a landslide. There's no second place in terms of movies I've watched. Um, It just, it hit when I was six, seven years old. It's the original summer blockbuster. I'm a summer kid. Like, it was. It's not the original summer blockbuster. What's the original summer blockbuster? Jaws. Okay, but hear me out. Jaws is a movie that comes out in the summer. And does huge in the summer. I would argue Top Gun is the first movie they made. And they were like, the point of this movie is to be dropped in summer, have a bunch of action, have a bunch of stars, have a Pepsi commercial, have a song. Like, what's the song of Jaws? You know, the Jaws theme. You know what I mean? Like, it's the original. Like, yes, Jaws made the summer blockbuster like a concept. I would argue that Top Gun was the first movie ever made to be a summer blockbuster and deliver. 
Okay, so you're saying it was created to be a summer blockbuster, whereas Jaws is considered the first ever summer blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. And um, I went in with, like, I went in with two things. I went, there's, there's in a way, no way it can be what the first one is. So they almost have to find a way to reinvent it. But at the same time, if you get too far away from the original, then what the fuck are we doing here? And it was the perfect balance of both. It is. Here's what it is, Andy. A full on 2022 Tom Cruise pushing the limits over the top aggressive action movie. I would argue Top Gun, the original, was not an action movie. There's action scenes, but like, you know, you got a bunch of fighter, but, but it's mostly like training scenes. There's one, there's one actual war scene in the original Top Gun. Yeah. They shoot, they shoot down like three fucking planes in like eight minutes at the end. Otherwise, like there's action, no doubt about it. But this is an over the top Tom Cruise action movie with nostalgia for the original Top Gun just embedded throughout. And here's the thing. We know I'm a huge Top Gun fan. I don't I don't even think I realized how the movie opens. There's nothing on the screen yet. Just dong, that bell, the bell that summons the original heavy chills, heavy chills for the Top Gun theme. Same font, same everything. Dude, the the opening credits aren't over yet. I have already shed a tear. Who'd you see it with? I saw it with Randy, my manager. Where'd you guys see it at? We saw it at a theater in Westwood. One of those like feed up, order your food. Yeah. Was an IMAX. Okay. I would have done it, but like I got an invite to it. I would have done IMAX. I would have done whatever, but it was like Tom Cruise comes out before the movie, which was amazing. Not, not live, but on screen and is like, just want you guys to know everything you're about to see real fighter jets, no CGI. This shit is legit. And I was like, Hmm, interesting. And then like, I don't want to uh, spoil the movie for anybody, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give one like half a spoiler. It opens and you've got Tom Cruise. They go in on Tom Cruise in a hangar with an old timey plane. And I'm like, here we go. Here we fucking like, I was like, it's already ruined. Tom Cruise is going to be a guy who does flips while he crop dusts. And they're going to be like, he's just too wild for crop dusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, JK, he just like lives in a hangar with an old plane. Turns out he is the world's like foremost test pilot who's like trying to break Mach 10 and goes off and, and basically becomes an astronaut two seconds later and is going the fastest anybody's ever gone in an airplane. And you're like, what the fuck this movie is. I turned to Randy five minutes into the movie and I said, I think this might be the best movie of all time. And she's like, okay, relax. I was like, but I think it might be so good. Blown away. So you're telling me a guy who has not been in the theater since December of 2019. I've not seen a, th- a, a movie in the theater. If you don't go see this in a theater, kill yourself. Okay. 
14 out of 10. Fair enough. A must watch in theaters. Does, tell, does Kelly McGillis make an appearance? No. Nor does Meg Ryan. Here's the only two things they don't bring back from the original Top Gun. The Kelly McGillis and Meg Ryan. They're like, oh, you're old and you're a woman and you're in Hollywood. Get fucked. <laughs> Bye. Looks like literally whole, everything else comes back. I was like, looks like the whole uh, inclusive mentality didn't work out for this one. I think I'm going to do a heavy spoiler review. I might I might dust off like they dusted off the 35 year old franchise. I might dust off the Joe Prano podcast for a, a, a spoiler heavy review for the people who have seen it, because like even so, you know, uh, what's her name? Who's the what's the name of the chick? That's in the movie. I have no clue. Oh, it's the girl from um, dark haired girl. Connolly. Is it is Jennifer Connolly? Jennifer Connolly. Okay. Is yeah, a yeah. love interest. I'll just tell you this. This is a mini spoiler. It's not even really a spoiler because I know multiple people who didn't even realize what it was, but her character, who's Tom Cruise's love interest in it is the aforementioned in the first one. Penny Benjamin. When they go into the after he does the his first mission at Top Gun, after he does his first training thing, and you remember he buzzes the tower. Yeah, and they come in and they yell at him, and fucking Goose is worried he's gonna have to go be a truck driver. He's like, these fucking two circus stunt flybys of you know radio towers and one admiral's daughter, and then Goose leans over and he goes, Penny Benjamin, and Tom Cruise is like, yeah, she's Penny Benjamin. Like they layered this shit. Dude. I gotcha. That's a good catch. Okay, I see you. It I is see it. really good. I have two criticisms of the whole movie, and that's it. My two criticisms, soundtrack, not even close. Original soundtrack demolishes it. This one, Lady Gaga and shit, it's like not even close. There is no, there's no, like, not even close. The Top Gun theme holds up. Danger Zone, they half-ass it soundtrack not even close also the kind of hot shot villain you know the sort of the new ice man couldn't couldn't wash val kilmer's fucking colostomy bag otherwise exceptional movie 14 out of 10 if you don't see it in theaters i don't even know what to tell you okay all right but but the big question did you go to an Applebee's before or after? I did not. Okay. Nor did I have a Pepsi. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure. We did have a call about that. It, it was going in and out too much, so I can't play it. But CT left a call that somehow he went to an Applebee's just for the ticket and it didn't work out or something. But Get I, Applebee's. I, yeah. He, he, Feeling he, good in the neighborhood. <laughs> how, well, many times, how many times have you seen the original Top Gun? Ballpark. Parts of it, most of it, like how many parts of it, most of it in full. If you add all those, I don't know, 20 to 25, you're going to fucking lose your mind, dude. Yeah, you're going to lose your mind. It's you're going to be like, this is one of the greatest movie experiences of my life. Oh, and my and my third criticism. And if you haven't already seen this, I did a mini review 
on my Instagram at Joe Prano, on my TikTok at Joe Prano. If you haven't seen it, the only other thing they took out of it is all the underlying homosexuality. All that is gone for some reason. That's suddenly, a bummer. Suddenly fighter pilots are straight and I don't really understand why. Because in the first one, they were super gay. I love the, the super gay stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. And the thing is, is like I've talked to a lot of people about it. I've talked about it on this show. I've talked about it on kooks. I've talked about it on a lot of things. The, the gay stuff, like people are like, oh, it's a joke, right? Like, let me give you two situations from the original Top Gun. Remember, they go into the bar and they have the bet. All right. The wager is. $50. You need carnal knowledge. And then and then Goose goes of a lady this time. And and Tom Cruise drinks his drink and kind of smiles. That's a gay joke. The joke is last time you stole this bet by fucking a dude. Ha ha ha. That's a gay joke. OK. There's other moments in the movie that are not jokes. They're in the they're in the the uh, they're listening to Viper for the first time. Give the intro to Top Gun. And he's talking about statistics of fighter pilots in the Korean War versus the Vietnam War. And Slider leans over and goes, I'm getting a hard on. And Hollywood goes, don't tease me. That's not a gay joke. That's two dudes who fuck each other straight up. You're ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's two dudes. That's two dudes in a healthy sexual relationship. You're ridiculous. I'm getting a hard on from fighter jet statistics. And then he goes, don't tease me. Those dudes fuck each other. All of it gone. No gay stuff in this at all. With your excitement, I feel like you got a hard on watching the movie. I did. I at one point for sure was hard. Facts. Yeah, probably. Probably that for. Honestly, I didn't even know I'm a Top Gun psycho. So when I watch if I put on Top Gun right now, the first time you hear the the that heavy that bell, that dong sound that starts the top, I do get I do get a little bit of chills. I do get a little bit. In when, when I was in the theater and it happened, it was it was just full full body chills like somebody walked over my grave the top gun anthem hair on uh, the back of my neck who who wrote it harold uh yeah you know know what i'm talking about yep fireman steamer i don't know but it's impressive that you know that much the we i i know i know a fair amount of this movie and, and with the music that theme song though throughout my time working out like my history of working out in my life that theme song is up there. I would I would argue that makes my playlist like it's it's easily a top 10 Andy Ruther for the last 25 years playlist. Like that theme song. You get you get turned when you hear that. Bro, wait until you have to see this movie in theaters. Okay. I will. I have, I have half a mind to fly to Cincinnati and see it with you. Like that's how much I want you to see it in theaters. Only if you fly going Mach 3. Yeah. Is it Mach 3 or Mach 10? What is it? Well, mock is like there's a levels speed of sound. Is that mock? I believe I believe it's like, yeah, something like that. So in in the movie, Tom Cruise goes mock fucking a lot. Yeah. And he's 59 now. That's a whole other the, the Tom Cruise's age in this movie is like a whole other fucking thing, which is hilarious to me. It's like in a lot of movies, he like kind of shows his age in this Maverick's hair is jet black. Maverick just flies the most you know what turns your hair white stress you ever see a fucking 
president after four years. Remember Barack Obama entered? Yeah. No gray hair. No Meanwhile, white Tom hair. Cruise, they, they're like for the last 35 years, Maverick has done nothing but fly dangerous, stressful missions. Jet black hair. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. And in other movies, he kind of like lets it go. He was like, no, I'm not doing this fucking. My hair is a little longer than it was in the last Mission Impossible. No, he is Maverick. He only wears jeans and white T-shirts and leather jackets and fucking aviators. The dude doesn't fuck around. Okay. John Ham's in it. He's great. It's amazing. Go see let's, it. Let's segue to some NBA. Who's the Maverick? Who is there a Maverick right now? I would argue there is not a Maverick. It was almost Jimmy Butler. He could have been the Maverick. Jimmy, you know what? Honestly, Jimmy Butler had Maverick vibes he for a moment. Maverick, I agree. 47 game six last night, 24 in the first half, finishes with 35. He you like if he had made that shot. Three. Yeah. He would have he would have gotten a handshake from Jason Tatum after the game. And Jason Tatum would have been like, you can be my wingman anytime. And he'd have been like, fuck you. You can be mine. Right. That's what would have happened. But he missed. Here's the thing about Pete Maverick Mitchell. He don't miss guy. The guy doesn't miss. The guy doesn't miss. Jimmy Butler's whole team hit the canopy. Well, a lot, a lot of the big going on about that shot, whether it was a good shot, whether it's a bad shot. Well, listen, all the props in the world to Jimmy Butler, all the, I mean, the heat were the one seed. Um, the heat had a home game. So first of all, all the props in the world to the Celtics for pulling that out. The Celtics for getting up big in that series throughout hero comes back in game seven. It's not, I mean, they start off, they start off just, they kick their ass in the first quarter and it's this, you know, it's a, it's a fight back. Like in the end, the, the Boston Celtics win wire to wire. That's kind yeah. of the only, you know, we can talk about all the excitement and we can talk about all, we can talk about that shot, which I would love to do. But um, the, the Boston Celtics go into Miami, the two seed traveling to the one seed on a Sunday in the Eastern Conference Finals game seven. They go down there in front of 13 people when it tipped off including Jimmy Buffett and 30 of his family members. And that's it. That's the only people there for actual tip off. Yeah. And the only people there when the game ends, but they win wire to wire props to the Celtics. I can't believe it. I can't believe they started that poorly Miami. I just, I just like, I thought when they cut that lead to six at halftime, I thought Miami's going to win this. They cut a 15 point deficit after the first quarter to six they have home court advantage butler's playing great somebody else is gonna but nobody really stepped up besides bam no nobody was stepping up and what's crazy is you know again like uh, listen here can let's play both sides of the uh let's like play both sides of the uh aisle here for the butler shot I get it, dude. You played every minute. You score 47. You score 40, whatever, in the game before. Like, you're on your last fucking legs. Like, you're done. You, like, you're not, you don't have overtime in you. 
you need this fucking win. Like just put, but it's like you have dominated these dudes going to the basket. Sure. You've absolutely dominated them. You've got just 140 year old Al Horford. Al Horford is guarding you on the perimeter alone, backing up Al Hor Kelly McGillis isn't in the new top gun because she's too old. Al Horford, two years younger than Kelly McGillis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel you. He's he's got Al Horford backing up on his heels on the perimeter alone. And he and you're dominating inside and you're not a great three point shooter and you haven't been a great three point shooter. You don't have it in your bag. Occasionally you feel yourself and you take that shot. I think it's a reckless shot. I will put, I will categorize it as fully reckless. Well, he's still open when he takes the shot. I wouldn't categorize it personally as reckless. He's open, but first of all, here's the thing about that. Two things. One, take Horford's ass to the basket. You've been fucking dominant going to the hoop. Two, if you're not going to take Horford to the basket, if you're going to put this shot up and you have Horford going backwards, he's backpedaling into infinity. He's like the meme of the guy who spins off planet Earth at this point. Then stop, set up, take a fucking look, give yourself a moment. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Get missile lock. And fucking bang that three. But to just kind of hoist a three on the run in transition with no one guarding you. George Carl. I appreciate George Carl as a uh, coach. I know he didn't win at all. And that's a big criticism. But I like George Carl's coach. Style. George Carl. Great on Twitter. At Coach Carl 22. Jimmy's shot was great. One in a five. It was supposed to be in a five on five possession, but not at that time in that situation. I agree. It's just tough for me to nitpick when he played such a great series, such a great playoffs, and they're only there because of him. That's the truth. You know, that's why it's, I, I know what you're saying, Andy. You know what I'm saying? As succinctly as I can possibly say it, there are no points for second place. Look, he was doing great driving to the bat to, to the basket. He could have maybe had an and one situation there. You know what or I don't like about you, Jimmy Butler? You're dangerous. We're never gonna know. We're never gonna know, but just like also. In my opinion, and and Eric Spolstra, if I'm if I'm Jimmy Butler's coach, how you have to praise him after that attempt, after everything he did in that series, after everything he's done the last three years, to you know a finals run, a almost finals run, you can't you can't throw your guy under the bus, but Eric Spolstra doesn't like that shot. That's a terrible shot. Eric Spolstra hates that shot. All right, let's get to a call about Jimmy Butler. Sorry, I forgot to leave my name. Okay, no, I don't care about you leaving your name. Let's uh, let's get to the first call. Hey guys, 
Uh, I'm on the road right now and a little hungover, so hopefully you guys can hear me well. Philadelphia. So, I saw this really good tweet that is kind of a hot take, and it said that they would much rather take Jimmy Butler over Carmelo Anthony all time. And I thought, wow, that's actually very true. And I know that you guys aren't big Melo fans, so you guys would definitely like it. For me, I think it's hard to uh, compare them because I don't know numbers-wise where, where they're at in their career accomplishments and everything. But I know for damn sure I would much rather have Jimmy Butler than Carmelo Anthony because he just produces winning basketball and Melo does not. And he's just a way better overall player than Melo is, even though he doesn't score as much. So I guess what I'm wondering is if you guys had to rank them all time, assuming that you guys are putting Jimmy ahead of Melo too, where would you rank them? Because I know Melo did make the top 75 and Jimmy didn't. So I guess it's just, it's that's going to be a hard thing. You guys can talk about that. Uh, condoms are for the Celtics. I really hope they fucking lose tonight. All right. Later, guys. I mean, we're, you're now like, this is a, uh, you've, a, a, has there ever been a warmer like landing spot than calling a Joe Prano hosted podcast and asking about some player versus Carmelo Anthony? In my opinion, Jimmy Butler is a significantly better player than Carmelo Anthony kind of has been the whole time. The beauty of Jimmy Butler's game from day one, when he wasn't supposed to be a superstar, is that he emerged as a superstar because of being a two-way player. Yeah. Um, Carmelo Anthony plays half of the game, and I would argue he only plays part of half of the game. I don't know off the top of my head I could do it if you put a gun to my head and made me and gave me the, you know, the big book of basketball or basketball reference or something like that. But I don't know for sure that Carmelo Anthony is a top 75 player of all time, in my opinion. Well, it's tough to compare because one has played 18, 19 years. One's played 10, right? 10, 11. So, but here's the thing is, but who gives a fuck? Because what has Carmelo Anthony accomplished in 19 years? Well, that's what I was going to get. If we're talking about mass stats, of course, Mel hasn't beat. But if you want to do a deep dive, if you want to nerd out, and I think that's totally understandable in this situation, if you want to nerd out on like VORP, value over replace, what is that? Value over replacement player? Yeah. Butler which is essentially, Which is essentially the basketball version of war. Butler hasn't beat. Which, of course he does. Butler actually has him beat on OBPM, that's offensive, and also defensive, because Mel is a negative on defensive statistically for his career, where Butler's still in the positives. Again, if you want to really go deep into these stats, yeah, I mean, to me, it's not a question. One guy plays both sides of the ball, the other guy doesn't. One guy's led his team to a finals. The other guy hasn't sniffed the finals. One guy led his team to the finals. One guy led his team to this, you know, the seventh game of an Eastern Conference Finals. What has Carmelo Anthony done in terms of being a team leader on any team on 
honestly, more talented teams than Jimmy Butler has played on. Yeah, I'd argue I'd argue multiple Nuggets teams that he played on were more talented than this Heat team, more talented as compared to their own eras. And I would argue that some Knicks. Team, I mean, Jimmy Butler doesn't have an Amare Stoudemire on his team. Yeah, Amare Stoudemire was getting MVP votes on the Knicks. Before fucking Carmelo Anthony showed up. Sure. Yeah, I don't Carmelo think so. Anthony is the single most overrated basketball player in NBA history. Mm. I know you want to say Kobe because you're down that fucking path now. Either him Kobe or Kobe. Br- no, Kobe Bryant has accomplished things. Well, he's top 20. Kobe's top Co- 20 for sure. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, people people argue Carmelo Anthony's top 20. And I'm not sure he's top 75. That's different than there being eight people on earth who are fucking cunts who think Kobe Bryant's top five of all time. And he's really top 20. Carmelo Anthony might be the single. I'd argue this. I think Carmelo Anthony might be the single most overrated athlete. Yeah. In modern history. Who gets more hype than Carmelo Anthony for doing Nothing. Carmelo Anthony is Frank Gore. It's like cool story, bro. And what? But Frank Gore doesn't get the hype, man. Right. That's my point. There are not people out there being like, man, you know what the fucking, (laughs) you know what the Dolphins just need this year? 20th year in the league. Frank Gore. Yeah. No one said that for fucking 10 seasons. Sure. People are out there literally today going, you know what the fucking, you know what the Clippers need? Frank Gore, Carmelo Anthony. You know what's crazy about Carmelo? And I don't want this to hijack the show too much longer. He didn't like play for a while. Remember that? Like nobody wanted him. Was it after Houston? Yeah. And then the Trailblazers picked him up. But to me, that said it all. Nobody wanted him. Then suddenly he started getting on teams again. I want to talk about that three, which was rescinded, the the, the Struce three. Yeah, that they rescind three minutes later. I, they, they can't do that, man. They just can't. And it, it wasn't. It like shouldn't have been rescinded. It it was a tough call right there. It was I don't know how clear cut that was. Right for them to overturn it. I agree. That's a tough call. uh, Here's the thing. We are in a wild time with all the angles and technology and all the technology. But simultaneously, every one of these leagues is just being asphyxiated by referee slash umpire unions. I, it's a tough fucking job, dude. No, for sure. It's a tough job. But you can't do that. But, like, why are we even overturning that? In the middle of the game, like, three, four minutes later, momentum's real. Guys look at the scoreboard. Oh, suddenly we're down whatever it was. We're down 11 instead of But eight. also, why are you doing it three minutes later when fucking, I'm pretty sure it was a three. 
and obviously it didn't lose them the game. Now you could argue, well, look, they're up, they're up by a point then at the end, but that didn't lose in the game, but you just can't have that call retroactively made a few minutes later. You just by can't. the way, I just want to say the New York Rangers have just scored and it is five one. The New York Rangers are boat racing hurricanes here in a game seven on the road. So what, I need a call from our I need a call from our hockey correspondent. Ryan. Ryan. On what the actual chances are of a Rangers Oilers Messier Cup. Because the Tampa Bay Lightning have been butt fucking some people. And I know he's big on the Avalanche. So I assume I've got the two underdogs here. But honestly, I, and I'm you know I'm not a big Rangers fan, but I've been following the scores throughout this thing. I, I didn't give the Rangers a great shot going into this game because they lost every road game. Like they just haven't been in they're up five ones. There's 11 minutes left in the game. Is the next series, the conference finals. Correct. Rangers, lightning Oilers avalanche. If you said, Andy, point to Edmonton on a map, I would have no clue. <laughs> like, no clue at all. Pretty, I hate to fuck. Like, listen, I failed intro to Canada in college. It's the one class I ever failed in my you life. You had a class intro to Canada. Yeah. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. It was a one day a week, basically history class that I took pass fail. And I failed it. So what's that class? What's intro to Canada? Basic history, basic, basic history of geography, Canada. basic history of Canada. Yeah, I didn't go. Do you, th- do you think Canadians? Do you think Canadians are offended how little Americans know about our northern border? No, they probably don't give a fuck. They're probably like, yeah, they're goddamn idiots. Like, I feel they know a lot about us. I was gonna say, and I looked it up. I was gonna I know say, more, I know more about Mexico, I think, than I do Canada. I was going to say, I think Edmonton is north of like North Dakota, Montana area. And I'm right. And I'm right. But it's a little bit west of there. It's actually it's it's over the western part of Montana. Almost north of Ohio. What country? But I knew British Columbia, which is the west where Vancouver is, is the westernmost province. And I knew Alberta was next. And I knew Edmonton was in Alberta. Which country do you know more about, Mexico or Canada? Oh, Mexico by a landslide. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I'd know a lot more about Mexico, too. I didn't even take intro to Mexico. I know way more about Mexico. I think most Americans would know more about Mexico. Although I'm always surprised at how many people don't know that the that Baja is a peninsula under California. Hence, Baja below California. That is separate from mainland Mexico. I'm always shocked at how many people don't know that. When are we going to have a Narcos Canada? All these Narcos Mexico and all these drug cartels. When is the Canadian drug cartel going to have their own Netflix show? I watched two episodes of the Narcos ever, so I'm not super worried about it. I want a Canadian drug dealer, a drug empire. Pablo A. Scobar. (laughs) Pablo, a sorry, Kobar. How about you give me my money? 
Hey, boot. I can't even picture a Mexican or a Canadian drug pit. I, I just feel like they're too nice. I can't picture a Canadian torturing somebody or gunning down innocent civilians. They're just too nice. Well, apparently you don't know about Guy Leclerc. Canada's most infamous drug dealer. Born in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. He didn't hear he didn't take no shit from nobody. So who do you like in this finals? So I said last episode or two episodes ago that I kind of low key like whoever comes out of the East for defensive purposes. I'm kind of sticking with that. I hate it, but I'm kind of sticking with that. Defensively, the East has been so much better. I just feel like this has, this has everybody is on the Warriors all over. By the way, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm rooting for the Warriors. I'm setting aside the fucking Steph Curry ring counting. I'm stepping aside any, you know, thing about legacy and LeBron and whatever. Fuck Boston, obviously. No one's doing a LeBron Steph thing. Stupid people are. Joe DeShow is still probably <laughs> I, out there. So. I knew you were going to say that. Joe DeShow Gutierrez is still probably alive and kicking somewhere in Minnesota or wherever the fuck that Again, asshole is. Steph from. has never won a finals MVP. And he will if they win this one and blah, 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 and whatever. But I'm rooting for them for multiple reasons. One, fuck Boston. Two, why? Why? Like, I love that San Francisco head sports coaches are like the only people in America that are like standing up for anything. Just Steve Kerr and Gabe Kapler, the two men alone in America that are like, hey, should we talk about some shit? Everybody else is like dead kids, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but I but I think. Uh, well, first of all, I don't think people even care anymore. Like I, I agree. People you know. don't care anymore. I mean, that that's the joke. That's the fucking thing that happens now. Every mass shooting. I mean, I, I don't know how many comedians I have a joke that that I know who have a joke about. There was a mass shooting today. And then people go, was there? And they go, probably, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also like the meme now is like by f- happens on a Tuesday by Friday. No one will give a shit, which is 100 percent true. Sure. We are. We are fucking numb to this shit. It's sad. Which it, which is why, um, you know, Steve Kerr's like on the verge of tears, not doing press conferences, only talking about shit, knocking mics over and then fucking walking out. I'm like, but, but, you know, I, I would argue, though, like, what does that actually do, though? It makes it. Here's but by the way, by the way, I'm not knocking. I'm just saying, like, from point A to point B. Here's what it does. It does exactly what the fucking cunts hate. Keeping politics out of sports. No, fuck you. Here's the bottom line. In America, when you go to the TV ratings for the week, national news broadcasts are 1,001, 1,002, and 1,003 for the week. When you go to the sports, when you go to the TV broadcast for the week, sports are 1 through 15. Sure. 
the game sevens, the game sixes, the game fives, four baseball games, Sunday night football, a preseason football game, fucking the USFL, girls playing softball, guys playing softball, people playing fucking cornhole. And then we start getting in it. Oh, and then also, by the way, fucking Big Bang Theory or whatever aired. It's the first 14 things. So what's it doing? It's making people who literally ignore it, but are a part of the biggest population of content consumers, sports fans have to deal with a little bit of reality. I am on the Warriors who I hate. I'm rooting for Steve Kerr, who I think is overrated. Steph Curry, who I don't want to chase LeBron's legacy because fucking I love Steve Kerr. Let's go, Steve Kerr. And Gabe Kapler, good for fucking you too, bro. Well, well, I, I you know, it does bring me back to an old Bill Burr bit, though, I, uh, that I always think of, of like, there are people, and I think that's fair. It's like, dude, I just want to watch a fucking game, you know? Yeah. You, you know, and, and his bit was more about all of it. The, the, the stand up, the cancer. The, it's like, dude, like, you can say what you want. But I said this the other day. I tweeted about this the other day, too. And I, and I'm, I'm biased. Is like, Andy, you know, dude, in your whole life, you ever meet somebody that like couldn't give a fuck about both parties more than I do? I haven't given a fuck about the two parties since I was fucking five years old. I was like, well, this is all a sham. And they're like, you're a little young to be determining that. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm definitely not Mr. Gun Control guy. Never been Mr. Gun Control guy. Been Mr. F- but like, dude, at what point does it fucking stop? At this point, I'm now like, listen, you've broken me. Now I am a gun control guy. Kids just get, just get, just kids getting murdered in America. Just like all the time. Well, it's like I, I, regular. I, I also think, I mean, not that we're going to go down as too far. I, I think it, I have no problem with that as well. But I also think it's just these things are so. Like the, the the mental, like we never ever talk about, like like I joked it, but I didn't joke. I was like, you know what, you know what, it might help this fucking country if every male when he turned eighteen had to see a therapist. Like it, it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Like, can we address that we all got issues? You know, sure. Like, can we talk to somebody? Can we try to iron some some of those things out? Sure, because no, nobody wants to talk. And, about and it. listen, I've gotten multiple tweets from dirtballs this week who are like. You know what? You've kind of been Mr. Fucking anti-cop guy. And when I see people, I like I wasn't on your side. But when I see cops arresting parents trying to go in and save their own kids because the cops don't want to go in and do it. Hard for me to argue with you against you anymore. And I was like, yeah, I know. Right. So this is all shit that like you'd be surprised how little like I feel like you're pretty like I am, too. Even like, I don't fucking give a shit about like, I stay out of all that shit, but I know about some shit and you know about some shit. Yeah. It's like, there's people that are way worse than us who just are like, whatever. And it's like, no, leave it out of sports. It's like, dude, the, the, the fucking warriors are playing a fucking, they're in Texas for the Western conference finals. Kids are being slaughtered in Texas. How do you not fucking talk about it? Yeah, I, I guess for me at times, stand it's up like, to cancer is like. We need cancer's been around a long time. We need to talk about this all the time. Like, what are we sure. like? They're trying to cure cancer, dude. They're trying. Is anybody are, are there are there Republicans who are fighting against the cure for cancer? 
Well, I, I just, I, I think at the end, that's my thing. At the end of the day, I just don't think it, I, I don't think, you know, I, and I was called a nihilist last week. It's like, I don't care. Cause I just don't think any politicians care. I was like, the whole system is fucked. So call me a nihilist when it comes to this stuff. But that's, that's sort of where we're at, honestly, with politics in America, which is we almost need the Steve Kerr's more than ever, because now it's like, if like, but I don't think I don't think most people are most people don't take the approach of like you're saying I've known like you said about yourself I've known since five most people don't take that approach but that's of, the point I think most people are just like warriors they, they want to pick a side and fucking whatever and they don't like give a shit it's like at this point the the single greatest hope for peace on earth is for the Rock to run to president for president and be a moderate. Like, that's the best. How sad is that? But that's like where we're at, dude. Just like. Can somebody get a hold of the rock? (laughs) Straight up, like what's happening in life? Like, that's a sad place to be, you know, but it is where we're at. That's why suddenly I think like the Colin Kaepernick's and the Gabe Kapler's and the fucking you know, the LeBron James and the fucking Steve Kerr's and the people that dive into these things, whether or not it's good for their career or not. It's like, dude, like LeBron James has more Instagram followers than every politician walking planet Earth. It's just a it's just a numbers game. I, I know. But the problem is these guys, a lot of times they're going to pick and choose when they are vocal. And we've discussed that in the past. It's like, cool. So pick and choose just when it's like grossly erratic things like children getting murdered in class no look i look it's we're, we're in a fucked up situation and and i again i sadly don't see it being fixed anytime soon it, i my opinion of it is very similar to my opinion with like drinking like dude i fucking love to party we is that at this point we, we can all agree we can all agree that like joe prano likes to have a fucking couple 40 shots of whiskey for Kobe Bryant's last game. I'm I'm literally my entire existence is drinking and pushing Miller light on you guys. This is my life. But also when I'm around people who can't fucking figure it out, who can't drink responsibly, I go, maybe you should just not. Yeah, I can. Maybe you just shouldn't. I hate to be fucking. Yeah, but it's like I hate to be a hypocrite. But I'm not being a hypocrite because I can do it and you can't. So just don't drink. That's where I'm at. Like I was Mr. Fucking. I like to party when it comes to guns. And now I'm like, turns out majority of America can't can't gun responsibly. Well, well again, I, you know, I, I think these these are people say, oh, that's a cop. I think I think I really do think a lot of it has to do with serious mental health. If you look at the sure. statistics, let's stop. And, make I totally agree. Let's stop making it easy for people with mental health issues to get guns. No. And, 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 and again, I joke, but I don't joke about the therapist thing about being like, dude, every male, dude, I've, turn- how long, how long have I had the bit about if you're a fucking 18 and you're wanting to get an AR 15, have you thought about spending that money? Just getting a hand job and having a hooker be like, Hey man, maybe the, maybe the high school football player has his own problems and he's not pulling yeah. you because he hates you. He's just pulling you because his dad beats him. Well, I think if we're going to discuss violence to kind of steer it back 
to sports, we have to talk Tommy Pham. Jesus Christ, Tommy Pham. Don't give him an AR-15. Don't give him. Yeah, exactly. This guy's killing. This guy was killing people over fantasy fo- fantasy football. Was it football or baseball? I believe it was fantasy football, bro. I believe this is a months old beef. So he said, so he slaps Jock Peterson before the Reds slaps Giants game Saturday night. Yeah. And there's so much to unwind here, dude. So much, which is funny because when I first saw it, I was like, why am I watching Jock Peterson talk about fantasy football for three full minutes in like a very serious tone? And then they're like, oh, Tommy Pham smacked him in the face. And I'm like, so we're like all in on like two major league players bit right now. And then it went back and forth so many times. I was like, oh, these motherfuckers are serious. So the direct quote from Tommy Pham, we had too much money on the line. Referring to why he slapped him. So I look at it like there's a code. You're not being nice to my money then you're going to say some disrespectful, hurtful things. There's a code to that. So he was mad. Dude, I don't know if you know this. He was mad about a GIF. Oh, I've seen the GIF. So it has three weightlifters. This is about, I've seen the GIF. This is about Tommy Pham's former team, which is the Padres. So the gift shows three weightlifters. One has a Giants, one has a Dodgers, and one has a Padres jersey. And the weight crumples the Padres guy. And that was the disrespect. Yeah. And can we talk about Jock Peterson too? Like, wait, I feel he's kind of being like, like he's almost a, did he apologize? I mean, I don't even, what does he have to apologize for though? I agree. Like, so the first thing that Jock Peterson said, and, and I don't know if this has been debunked or not, is but when a player gets hurt, you can put them on IR. And then you can add a player. You don't have to just like release a guy who's hurt. You can stash that person in your IR. Tommy Pham had some sort of beef about that in the text. Jock Peterson, I don't know, things get out of control. Jock Peterson starts starts trolling <laughs> the fucking Padres or whatever. But like that's such a Who fucking troll. Tommy Pham's not even on anymore. <laughs> Yeah, he's not even on the Padres anymore. Hey, boy, Tommy Pham sucks for the record. Like you yeah. suck, dude. Dude, yeah. you suck. You are the opposite of it's lit, fam. You are not lit, fam. You were supposed to be the guy to replace Jesse Winker. You're not good. Yeah. You're shit, fam. Yeah. <laughs> but then this is the, the Tommy Pham. I mean, this is precise. This is what we're talking about. Like Tommy Pham shouldn't be allowed to buy a no. handgun in the United States of America. He's he mentally, shouldn't be allowed to. He shouldn't be allowed to buy a toy gun. He should be allowed to buy a BB gun, toy gun. He's mentally ill. This is why they don't have a handgun emoji anymore. This is why they have to have water gun emojis because Tommy Pham be killing people. He's, he's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. And I'm not the world's biggest Jock Peterson fan, but man, I'm I'm riding Jock's jock at this point. What's wrong with Tommy Pham? What is he doing? Slapping him a four game. So now he's suspended three games. 
There's no way there was that much money on the line. There's no way. What What do you think the buy-in is? Five grand? Ten grand? Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Trump change for these guys. Trump change. And then also, your beef is about, like, Jock Peterson said the beef is about, like, basically legal fucking fantasy football maneuvers. But then, more importantly than that, Tommy Pham is saying the beef is about this gif. <laughs> Bro, you fucking smacking people over gifts? Dude, when the Reds signed him, the only you- reason to smack somebody in the history of gifts is if they pronounce it gifs. That's it. Otherwise, no gif is slap worthy. Did you see what Tommy Pham said when the Reds signed him? No. Which, by the way, if you are a team and it's a team sport, this is the last thing I'd want to hear. His quote, which everybody was talking about in Cincinnati when he was signed, I'm playing to get my numbers, man. I'm being dead honest with you. I'm playing to get some numbers. I don't care about anything else. I'm looking out for me. That's what he said when he was signed. Carmelo Anthony heard that and was like, it's lit, Tommy fam. I'm going to approach this season as a revenge tour. Well, clearly against Jock Peterson. Yeah. I'm playing to get my numbers. I'm being dead honest with you. There's nothing selfish about that. Dear God. Actually, there's, there's something extremely selfish about that. <laughs> literally. Like the every- definition of selfish. It's, 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 it's literally He's the like, definition. He literally, he literally goes, fuck my team. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get mine. Do you even know what the word selfish means, Tommy Pham? Oh, my God. Hopefully the guy who wants to shit in the Toyota Tundra doesn't accidentally do it in Tommy Pham's locker room. There'll be a massacre at Great American Ballpark. So how long has he been sitting on this to bitch slap him? I don't know. I guess it's the end of football season. Like, bro, it's May. It's almost June. You waited till the last weekend. Tommy Pham, it's gonna be June. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's definitely not lit, fam. I mean, this is this is this is this is my team. This is the Cincinnati Reds in a nutshell. This year, the Reds' highlights of the season have been a fan almost shitting in a Toyota Tundra and Tommy Pham bitch slapping a player before a game because of fantasy football. This is the Cincinnati Reds. You know how they are used there, to do. Are there Team Tommy Pham people out there? We'd love a, we'd love to hear from you guys. I didn't like him when he played for the Cardinals. I don't like him. You know, I don't like him now. Obviously, played for the Padres too. There's nobody team Tommy fan. I mean, there's team Carmelo Anthony people out there. It's unbelievable. I wonder how much money he lost in those three games. Probably more than he lost. I guarantee he makes seven and a half million this year. He probably lost more money in those three games than he did from losing the fantasy football. Who else is in this league? I want to know more. (laughs) I got more questions. Who else is in this league? Yeah. Who's in this league? It's it's the fourth outfielders league. (laughs) It's all it's all guys who pinch it late in games, playing the second games of doubleheader, platoons. (laughs) 
They're like, listen, guys, the Platoons Outfielders League has rules. <laughs> and we fucking take this shit pretty seriously. The first rule of Platoon Outfielders Fantasy Football League is we don't play when the regular outfielders are playing. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, th- this is this is an all time. Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham. Who else is in this? Who else is in you, this fucking? You, you know baseball. You know fourth outfielders better than me. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, you know. Um, it's there's probably some historical. Probably Lee Mazzilli's probably in there. Angel Pagan's mixed in, dude. By the way, Lenny Dykstra's for sure in there, dude. The comments are great in here. I'm reading the comments under Yahoo Sports. So, so let's get into the actual logistics of it. First comment. Okay, I am admittedly confused here. Since when is it unethical? Love how they put it that way. To keep an injured player stashed in the bench, I'm not following. A hundred percent. So then this person responds seriously. I think what he did was put the player on the IR since the player was scratched from his game. This allowed him to pick up another player that day. I don't think I can do that in my league, but I've never tried. It was a legal loophole that Peterson took advantage of. When money is involved, people get crazy. Dude. This is like Will Smith type shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like everyone's just out here slapping people these days. And you know what? Maybe that's what we need to replace all these shootings. Just bitch slapping. You can go. But also, that's why we can't have guns, because if people are just going to be out here smacking people over fantasy football, of course, people are going to get shot. True. Of course, people are going to get shot. Very true. Fucking crazy ass times we live in, man. Let's go to some dirtball calls and dirtball dirtball calls. Are any of them about Top Gun? Because I have more to say. I told you, CTs was in and out i can't play it we got a call about cats the <laughs> pet or the or the musical remember last week i talked about the cat cafe yeah dude we got the most serious call about cat cafes dirt balls are the best he's not joking this is from fat jason kid listen to how serious he is talking about cat cafes Hey, Joe and Andy, it is Fat Jason Kid here, just leaving a little update on the whole Cat Cafe thing that I just heard in this episode that I just listened to. And the biggest reason that they do cat cafes and people like going there, besides, you know, just people who like the pet cats, is if you're looking for a cat to socialize with your existing cat, a lot of those cats, you know, have experience around cats and you can see how they act. So you can kind of get an idea of what the personality is going to be like and if they're going to be able to, like be live in the same space as your cat so i know just for a lot of people that's what they use those kind of things for and it's actually kind of nice so since you're not just taking someone's word on it you can actually see it in action anyways stay dirty bro can we talk can can i just (laughs) so some people would argue that fat chasing kids staring at us from 14 rows up at uh at&t ballpark and us having to call him over for fear that he was going to shoot us with a sniper rifle is the craziest part of Fat Chasing Kid. 
But I think his deep, deep knowledge of cat cafes is way weirder. And now those two <laughs> things combined is why we need a registry for guns in America. Oh, man. like, listen, I just shouldn't there be a toll free hotline where you should call here? Like, dude, let's solve gun control in America in a fucking moment. There's a toll free hotline where you call and you'd be like, hey, man, I have this guy I know. And he's weird. I have no idea if he wants to buy a gun or not, but he's acting really weird. And I would prefer if he never does have one. So I would just like to give you his name and his address and his phone number. And they'd be like, cool. What's his name? And what's the deal? I'm like fat chasing kid. One time at a ballpark, he like stared at me from like way far away and kind of creeped me out. And I don't think you have a gun. But then also he called my podcast about cat cafes and he knows about cats and how they like to hang out with each other. So that's super weird. Anyway, I know that this is he probably won't ever try to buy an AR-15, but if he does, can you make him wait like two more days? JFAC chasing kid. What? That was amazing. That was an amazing call. For the record, is fat chasing kid a cat guy, you think? Well, apparently he is. Can we start calling him cat chasing kid? (laughs) (laughs) We both love fat chasing kid. We still DM each other. His pin. Oh, I love Fat Jason yeah, Kid. His pin tweet is us at the ballpark. Still, yeah, I love Fat Jason Kid. We both do. I named him Fat Jason Kid, but also you're now Cat Jason Kid. <laughs> you know what I love? Didn't no inflection in the voice. It was like the most straightforward. Yeah. He was just like, "Here's the deal with cat cafes, guys." <laughs> Obviously, you guys want to know. That's what I love about this show. We, we go on some stupid two-minute rant about cat like, cafes. Guys, I don't even know why we're even talking about this. Obviously, there's an answer to this. If you need your cat that's alone at your house without other cats <laughs> to socialize with a second cat, you don't know if you just can't just drop him in a fucking like a cat shanty and hope he gets along with other cats. You need a place where cats are known to be fucking chill with other cats. Where do you find that? Cat cafe, obviously. <laughs> Why am I getting this mental image? I'm just creating a sketch in my head now where a guy walks in with like a tiger on a leash and he's like, he just wants to mingle. Why am I getting a picture of fat Jason kid walking into a cafe with this Bill Walton pyramid of fucking success <laughs> shirt and being like, I'll do a uh, iced cold brew. And also I'm just going to let Mr. Buttersworth fucking hang out for a bit. <laughs> holy shit you know what's crazy though i guess this is like a big thing then yeah like if he knows that much and i believe fat chasing kid if i'm wrong he was from iowa so like my point is iowa i think he's from iowa he was wasn't he in the bay area dude he was visiting yeah he was he was hanging i don't even remember that yeah Remember how cold it was that night, too, when he was in flip-flops and a little T-shirt? I remember being so concerned. Like, the dad in me was like, you want my sweatshirt, dude? I think you might be a little chilly. He's like, like, nah, I'm good. Absolutely like, I'm amazing. Actually, he's like, you can't see it, but I'm covered in cat hair. <laughs> Some warm. <laughs> his, new, his new name is Cat Chasing Kid. 
He has to go for Halloween. It's like a half cat, half Jason Kidd jersey. Like he's got cat ears on. Like a Jason Kidd Mavs jersey with like face paint and shit. Can you imagine him at a Halloween party? Like, what are you dressed as? Cat Jason Kidd. Just, just in at a Halloween party. In a mid '90s Mavericks jersey with whiskers painted on himself, licking his own hands, and they're like, "What are you?" It's like I'm Cat Jason Kidd. I can't. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god, I'm fu- I'm literally crying. All right, let's get to another call. Yo, what's going on, Andy and Joe? First of all, what the hell happened to the British lady? I almost thought I dialed the wrong number because the person is no longer British that tells me that you guys aren't available. So that threw me off. But anyway, my actual question today, guys, is uh, another home run question. Let's say you guys hit a home run, you're a Major League Baseball player somehow, and you hit a home run. How are you pimping your home run? What kind of bat flip are you doing you know, how far down the baseline are you going with the bat? You know, uh, you know, let's say it's a walk-off. You know, what kind of flip are you doing with your helmet as you, you know, go to the home plate? You know, what exactly is your, your pimp routine? You know, assuming that you're not calling yourself Jackie Robinson or anything like that. Comments are for Tim Anderson, by the way. Peace. You know what I'm doing? What are you doing? I'm doing the Tonto jump on it. <laughs> Oh, I you like know, it. You know, yeah. the Fresh Prince. Yeah. I'm doing that dance. I mean, I'd love to say that I'm like, you know, using it like a rifle and like whatever. But like, I think honestly, I think the best one to me, the one that like speaks the most to the soul of Joe Prano in terms of pimping is like the grabbing it halfway up the fucking thing and just like throwing it in the direction of my dugout. Like that, that one, they just like, yeah. they like kind of watch it and then they get up the bat and they just, it's gone. They just throw it in the direction of their own dugout. I love it. Sometimes it's a backhand. Sometimes it's a left hand toward the first base dugout. Sometimes it's a right hand to the left, the third base dugout. To me, that, that one always just being like, take my fucking bat. I got a fucking run now. I like that one the best. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's at the end of the game. Yeah. Like, like, but you're not going to pimp it if it's the middle of the game. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know. I guess. Listen, if you hit the shit out of a ball. I think then the pimp is like the watch, just like the if you hit the shit out of the ball mid game, I think the pimp move is just watching it. If I had enough money, I would do the act like like, like I just jacked off and came. Like, like you're getting a suspension, but it'd be worth it. Like if I was, you know, a big name where I can, if I hit it hard enough, I might put my bat down in some sort of cane thing and do it like the, you know, the Warner brothers frog, like, hello, my baby. Hello, my mama. Hello, my rag time (laughs) down the first baseline. What what if you do the, uh, bats or like, or like, or use a cane putting on the Ritz. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, you want to hear a drunk call? Yeah, let's, you know, let's I see. Love this. 
a drunk southern call this isn't cat chasing kid just like <laughs> over the top on fucking a bowl of milk is it she's like deep in some catnip <laughs> I keep getting the mental image of him showing up in a Halloween costume party just licking himself <laughs> oh man all right, this is a very intoxicated dirtball who I think has never called the show before. He's from the South. Let's see if we can decipher what he's saying. What's up, Joe and Andy? I got uh, three things I want to talk to y'all about. First, I, I've never called or addressed it, but me and Ruther co-opted Kobe's death. I, I'm known for, I'm known to have like a little curse on me. The day Kobe died, you know, Ruther posted that little story. Well, I reposted it, and I said, Ruther killed it. Boom, that was nail in the coffin. All right, second thing. I don't want Prano to die. This is related to the curse. Ruther last episode said, no, that won't happen. A mountain lion won't get you. Ruther, right now, say a mountain lion will get him. I will stop listening if Joe Prano is eating up. Just make that happen. Did I say three things? What was the other one? <laughs> Fuck y'all. Dirty sports. Blah, 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 blah. I'm drunk. I like that call. He wasn't, you know, he yeah, was clearly, never mind. He, was, he wasn't as bad as I thought. He was clearly drunk, but I like that he got at all his points succinctly. And then the end, he's like, well, I'm drunk. Um, I didn't even think about the fact that Andy, I could I could be I could be eaten by a bobcat, big old bobcat, because Andy Ruth, the Andy Ruther curse. No, you're not going to be eaten by a bobcat, a big old bobcat. I so I there was I remember from a while ago, I think I saw it on the Reddit. Somebody said somebody said, I like it when Joe makes TikTok references and he has no idea and just like n- never reacts whatsoever. Yeah, I what well, do you I don't even know what those are. Yeah, I know. There's probably been a thousands of them since I started fucking around on TikTok because it's always these weird little quotes. He's a was, big old bobcat. I was uh I was lectured last week about how I had to get on TikTok. It is. It really is. It really is fun. It's one of those things. I saw a great meme the other day. It was like, I don't go on TikTok. I watch Instagram reels that were on TikTok four weeks ago. Yeah, my, my buddy Drew was really lecturing me on the phone about like, you have to be on TikTok and you have to see the content. Now, he did say something which does not surprise me, which is a positive which might make me want to get on TikTok. He said, according to studies, who knows if he's making this up, but I can see it just from what I've seen from like you're saying, TikToks reposted on other social media that people, whereas like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, people leave that app feeling bad about themselves or negative or depressed. TikTok is the opposite. Hmm. I don't know where he got that from. It's interesting. I could see that. There's a lot of positivity on TikTok. But that's what I was saying. I could see just from what I've seen, again, of the repost on other 
social media. I can see that as well. And honestly, the depressing stuff on TikTok is pretty tongue in cheek. You know, it makes you leave going like, yeah, we're all a little depressed, I guess. Yeah. All right. Randy Ruther. Randy Ruther. He texted us. Just left a drunk call on the Dirty Sports Hotline. So I was wondering if it was going to make the cut. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Randy. Bella's Randy Rooster here. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Arizona Diamondbacks and Los Angeles Dodgers game here at Chase Stadium in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. Question for you. Diamondbacks got some fucking dope jerseys. Who is another waste of a team that has great jerseys? Top three. Give me your top three best, most wasteful jerseys. This message is brought to you by Many Miller Lights. Love you guys. Yeah. Forget a who day. I'll give, I'll give you a who day, Randy. Is he just talking baseball? I don't know, but I can give you. Let me just tell you the number one, probably in all of sports, but definitely the number one in baseball. The Baltimore Orioles uniforms are fucking so dope. Yeah, they got good Especially jerseys. Especially since they went back to the fucking the cartoon hat, but their jerseys, orange, black, the the script Orioles, fucking dope. Detroit Tigers with the old English D fucking, and that's it. Legit jersey. Also pretty fucking trash for the last God knows how long. Um, Seattle Mariners, pretty fucking gross. I franchise. think the Pirates, sorry. Yep. I think the yep. Pirates, Pirates have good jerseys. Yep. Pirates for sure. Um, let's see who else we got. Pirates, I agree. Yeah. Dare I say your reds? Dare well, I a, say your reds. It depends what the red, you know, it depends what what they're rocking. Yeah. I like more, I like more the traditional. Yeah, the Reds have had two, three great uniforms, like historically. The um the sleeveless that they Rocked old school and then brought back. They were the original to bring back the sleeveless. Dope. Uh, the pullover V-neck. Did you like that? The non-button down. Oh, loved it. Pullover V-neck red ones. Dope. And then also the old school gray Cincinnati block. Dope. Yeah. <clears throat> It's interesting that he put Arizona on that list. Yeah, though. I hate I hate Arizona's uniforms. <laughs> I've always hated their uniforms. I was like, wait, wait, wait. why? why? <laughs> it, but you know what? Here's the thing about the Arizona Diamondbacks, especially recently, they've like they've gone with like 20 different fucking uniforms. So I don't know which ones they were wearing that day. They have a couple that aren't so so bad. Yeah, but generally they're all like just way too modern for me. Yeah. All right, we'll do one more call today. This is a cheddar dick or cuck call. Ooh. From a toy. I mean, this guy couldn't be more East Coast. Fellas, 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 what is going on? This is Jimmy of Important Line from The Bucket, Rhode Island. Got a question for you guys. Die hard <laughs> Yankee fan going to the fucking Red Sox game tomorrow. And am I a cheddar dick 
or Cuck because I'm planning on wearing a Mookie Betts or Troll, Mookie Betts Dodgers jersey to the game tomorrow. Tell me what you guys think and comment uh, for Supple Carrot. Supple, Supple Carrot. Carrot. What a pull. This guy went deep into dirty sports lore and pulled out a Supple Carrot. <laughs> wow. Wow. So What's that's up to Supple Carrot. Wasn't Supple Carrot Nick? Was that his name? Man, a supple carrot bowl. Okay, supple carrot. Shout out to fucking supple carrot for even thinking of the the Twitter name at supple carrot. He's not he's not heavy on Twitter anymore. But his account still exists. Still exists. He still follows me. He has hashtag go wings, hashtag kooks for life, hashtag DS. Sounds like he still listens. Shaka, bro. Yeah, he was a big kook head. I remember that. Okay, so you're going to a Red Sox Yankees game in a Mookie Betts Dodgers jersey. Here's what I'll say. It's not cuck, right? Because you're not wearing a jersey of a team not playing just because you're a cuck. You're not a cheddar dick because you're not fucking doing it from sort of, I would argue that this is actually a different dirty sports. Is it this or is it that it's not cuck or cheddar, cheddar dick it's troll or moron. And clearly it's troll. You're trolling Red Sox fans. I am for it. I say troll, not cuck, not cheddar dick. Interesting. Okay. I like not it. moron. I say troll. I like it. Three one zero three five nine eight three six five. That's the hotline, and apparently, the British chick is gone. Right. Well, you know, onward and upward. Yeah. Don't know if she's been replaced by a British dude. Like, don't know. I don't think she is. <laughs> don't think. I want a. Has cat. she been replaced by Michael Kine? <laughs> I want a cat from the Cat Cafe. Yeah. I want a British cat, Michael Kine. What's your cat's name, Michael Kine? We are on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. I'm at Andy Ruther. Joe is on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Joe Prano. Put up my 14, 28 second Top Gun uh, Maverick review. Go check it out there. Like and follow, subscribe, do all the things. Follow me on uh, Twitter at Fix Your Life. Go to my website, JoePrano.com, specifically the JoePrano.com forward slash shows tab. See if I'm coming to your town, which you never know. I'll be in San Diego in a few weeks for the Mets Padre series and do Candy's Boom Boom Room, our good friend Josh Nelson's show. And then, uh, you know, check it out. See if I'm coming to your town as well. New York, Vegas, all kinds of things on the books. Still on Cameo. If you want me to wish your boyfriend or girlfriend a happy Memorial Day, whatever. Or Who gives a shit. A happy birthday to someone's cat. Yeah. I really want somebody to do that. Can somebody request Prano to do a cameo to their cat? 
or even better, your dog. Well, and I want to make a special request that Joe has to have whiskers and ears while he does it. <laughs> like you got to go full cosplay. Is it cosplay or cosplay? Us like costume. It's cosplay. Yeah. You can see Andy doing a little cosplay on his fans only. Yeah. Only fans, right? Right. <laughs> Maybe Andy, I should do that. Andy occasionally does cosplay as a Jaguar on his fans only. <laughs> I like it. If you guys want to request a cameo for me, I'm cutting the lawn. Then we can do that. I just pull up. Happy birthday, bitch. <laughs> Riding mower. All right, let's fucking get this damn thing up. I got to go to bed. All right, guys, that's our show. Enjoy the rest of your holiday for this whole 45 minutes. We'll be back on Thursday. And as always, stay dirty.